0: Conla of the Golden Hair and the Fairy Maiden Conla of the Golden Hair was the son of Con the Hundred Fighter. One day, as he stood with his father and the royal house of Usna, he saw a lady a little way off, very beautiful and dressed in strange attire. She approached the spot where he stood, and when she was near he spoke to her and asked her who she was and from what place she had come. The lady replied, "'I have come from the land of the living,' A land where there is neither death nor old age, nor any breach of the law. The inhabitants of Earth call us the Ashi, for we have our dwellings within large, pleasant green hills. We pass our time very pleasantly in feasting and harmless amusements, never growing old, and we have no quarrels or contentions. The king and his company marvelled very much, for though they heard this conversation, no one saw the lady except Conla alone. Who is this thou art talking to, my son? said the king. And anon she answered for the youth. Conla is speaking with a lovely, noble-born young lady who will never die and will never grow old. I love Conla of the golden hair and I have come to bring him with me to Moymel, the plain of never-ending pleasure. On the day that he comes with me he shall be made king and he shall reign forever in fairyland without weeping and without sorrow. Come with me, O gentle Conla, of the ruddy cheek, the fair freckled neck, and the golden hair. Come with me, beloved Conla, and thou shalt retain the comeliness and dignity of thy form, free from the wrinkles of old age, till the awful day of judgment. Thy flowing golden hair, thy comely face, thy tall majestic form of peerless grace, that show thee sprung from Conn's exalted race. King Conn, the Hundred Fighter, being much troubled, called then on his druid, Corin, to put forth his power against the witchery of the Banshee. O Corin of the mystic arts, and of the mighty incantations, here is a contest which I have never been engaged in since I was made king at Tara, a contest with an invisible lady, who is beguiling my son to fairyland with her baleful charms. Her cunning is beyond my skill, and I am not able to withstand her power, and if thou, Corin, help not, my son will be taken away from me by the wiles and witchery of a woman from the fairy Hills. Corin the druid then came forward and began to chant against the voice of the lady, and his power was greater than hers for that time, so that she was forced to retire. As she was going away she threw an apple to Conla, who straightway lost sight of her, and the king and his people no longer thought they heard her voice. The king and the prince returned with their company to the palace, And Conner remained for a whole month without tasting food or drink, except the apple. And though he ate of it each day, it was never lessened, but as whole and as perfect in the end as at the beginning. Moreover, when they offered him aught else to eat or drink, he refused it. For a while he had his apple, he did not seem to deem any other food worthy to be tasted. And he began to become very moody and sorrowful, thinking only of the lovely fairy maiden. At the end of the month, as Conla stood by his father's side amongst the nobles, on the plain of Akraman, he saw the same lady approaching him from the west, and when she had come near she addressed him in this manner. A glorious seat indeed has Conla among the wretched short-lived mortals, awaiting the dreadful stroke of death. But now, the ever-youthful people of Moimel, who have never felt old age and fear not death, Seeing thee day by day, among thy friends, in the assemblies of thy fatherland, love thee with a strange love, and they will make thee king over them, if thou wilt come with me. When the king heard the words of the lady, he commanded his people to call the druid again, saying, Bring my druid, Corin to me, for I see that fairy lady has regained the power of her voice. At this the lady said, Valiant con, fighter of a hundred, The faith of the Druids has come to little honour among the upright, mighty, numberless people of this land. When the righteous law shall be restored, it will seal up the lips of the false, black demon, and his Druids shall no longer have the power to work their guileful spells. Now the king observed, and marvelled greatly, that whenever the lady was present, his son never spoke one word to anyone. Nay, even though they addressed him many times, And when the lady had ceased to speak, the king said, Conla, my son, has thy mind been moved by the words of the lady? Conla spoke then, and replied, Father, I am very unhappy, for though I love my people beyond all, yet I am filled with sadness on account of this lady. When Conla had said this, the maiden again addressed him, and chanted these words in a very sweet voice. A land of youth, a land of rest, a land from sorrow free. It lies far off in the golden west, on the verge of the azure sea. A swift canoe of crystal bright, that never met mortal view. We shall reach the land ere fall of night, and that strong and swift canoe. We shall reach the strand of that sunny land, from druids and demons free. The land of rest in the golden west, on the verge of the azure sea. A pleasant land of winding vales, bright streams and verdurous plains, Where summer all the livelong year in changeless splendour reigns. A peaceful land of calm delight, of everlasting bloom, Old age and death we never know, no sickness, care or gloom. The land of youth, of love and truth, from pain and sorrow free. The land of rest in the golden west, on the verge of the azure sea. There are strange delights for mortal men, in that island of the west. The sun comes down each evening in its lovely vales to rest. And though far and dim on the ocean's rim it seems to mortal view, we shall reach its halls ere the evening falls in my strong and swift canoe. And evermore that verdant shore our happy home shall be, the land of rest in the golden west on the verge of the azure sea. It will guard thee, gentle conla, of the flowing hair. It will guard thee from the druids, from the demons of the air. My crystal boat will guard thee till we reach that western shore, where thou and I in joy and love shall live forevermore. From the druid's incantation, from his black and deadly snare, from the withering imprecation of the demon of the air. It will guard thee, gentle conla, of the flowing golden hair. My crystal boat will guard thee till we reach that silver strand, where thou shalt reign in endless joy, the king of fairy land. When the maiden had ended her chant, Conla suddenly walked away from his father's side and sprang into the curough, the gleaming, straight-gliding, strong crystal canoe. The king and his people saw them afar off and dimly, moving away over the bright sea towards the sunset. They gazed sadly after them, Till they lost sight of the canoe almost at the utmost verge. And no one can tell whether they went. For Conla was never seen in his native land again. Thank you once more for joining me for another Irish legend. I very much hope that you enjoyed this tale of Conla of the Golden Hair. As always, you can get in touch via email. It is mlegendslore at gmail.com or on Twitter at LoreMyth. I'm Siobhan Clark, and this is the Myth, Legends and Lore podcast.